0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Ngunnawal people. We would like to pay our respects to elders past and present. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Our sovereignty has never been ceded.
1: Welcome to Reconciliation Roadmap, the podcast where we navigate the path to building better businesses through reconciliation. I'm your host, Holly Ferling. And I'm Dixie Crawford, a proud Barkingey woman living on Ngunnawal Country.
0: I am your guide to developing and implementing reconciliation action plans. With years of experience as a RAP consultant, I'll bring you the insights and perspectives that really do matter.
1: Think of us as your go-to RAP resource in your pocket, tackling all the questions that you've had. This isn't just a conversation. It's an actionable roadmap for your business towards positive change. So, we've got the basics. We understand some of the challenges and opportunities that a rap has and that we're going to face throughout it. But let's talk about something that either people are a little bit worried about talking about because it can be a little bit taboo or it's something that they don't share, and that's resourcing. So, Dixie, I want to know what are the basic resources that a rap needs?
0: So, I think there are six critical resources that you need as an organisation to implement a WRAP. The first resource that you need and that you need to consistently be advocating for is time. And time, by the way, of creating an opportunity for your staff to do the work, not in addition to their existing workload. So you need to manage what they do in their current job description if they are going to take up the role and responsibility around implementation of the WRAP. Okay, so create tasks, redistribute them in different parts of the business or within your team if you want someone else to pick up this work. Do not take advantage of people's goodwill and their compassion and their empathy and their drive to make this work in the business. Don't take advantage of that because eventually people become resentful, they get the shits with you as a business and that and they tend to think that you are, you know, being disrespectful and that and you're not really committed to this. And It's important that you respect people and that you create time for them to be effective and efficient in their normal job, but also effective and impactful in the way that they implement the RAP. You also need to obviously allocate money. You also need to look at systems and processes that are going to be set up. So if you're looking at the performance and monitoring frameworks, look at Project Management Tools Weaver which is W-E-A-V-R, a a company from Brisbane. They have a project management tool around how it is that you will share the the roles and responsibilities and track the performance and the implementation of a WRAP. So go check out the work that Kieran and the team do. I've known Kieran for for a long time and we did Murrah together and I have to say that that tool is really, really helpful and I recommend it to all of my clients. The other thing that you need to look at and that's going to set you up success and is a basic resource is having again strong governance frameworks and structures in place that will help you monitor and track your progress but also hold you accountable and ensure that your leadership is responsible for implementation which then leads me to the second point the other basic resource is that you have to define what your leadership structures are going to be for the responsibility of the implementation right so who's your key sponsor is it the ceo is it the coup is it the the, you know diversity and inclusion leader is it the h Char leader whoever it might be, who's the person in charge at the top and who's responsible for, yes, we did this or no, we didn't. And the final resource, but is that, that the one that is the most critical, it's not really a resource, it's a relationship. It's First Nations people and communities. You can't do this work without us. And I've spoken about that time and time again. Remember, nothing about
1: us without us. This seems like a really dumb question, but tell us what are the reasons that it is critical for a wrap to be resourced sufficiently and not just the bare minimum. It's pretty simple in all honesty,
0: Holly. You just won't achieve the goals, right? Like you'll just you'll sit on reflect or innovate or stretch or whatever for well and truly longer than the time frame that's been allocated. you won't achieve the goals, your rap won't be impactful. You'll make massive mistakes that could have been avoided if you did the right work in the first place, and you will have reputational risk to your organization. It's pretty simple.
1: Thought it might have been, but I just thought I'd, I'd ask it, and then that way too, they can cut and paste Dixie's answer there to try and get some more resources involved. Uh, can you give us a little bit more insight then into the typical, requirements for creating and sustaining a WRAP and how an organization can determine this based on what their specific needs are or what they're facing as an organization?
0: There are things that you can do that don't necessarily cost you money, but will cost you time in the business, which essentially costs you money. But there will be things that you can do without investing and turning over money. But there are things that you have to Financially invest in. So for an example, if you want to supply nation membership, that'll either cost you seven and a half thousand or fifteen thousand, depending on the scale of your business from a revenue point of view. Maybe if you want to have a membership or you want to be connected to one of the state or territory's indigenous chamber of commerce, that might cost you money. It will cost you money to develop a procurement strategy and to have someone come in and work with you or cost you money to have an employment strategy developed and cultural awareness training or guest speakers. So if you have events, things like guest speakers, catering, lunch and learns, welcome to countries, those things will cost you money. So my advice to you is to go through the wrap deliverables framework, the table at the back of your wrap, and have a look at what things might cost us money and then go out and do a cost analysis of what those things might be because this is why it is really crucial in Reflect that you build those business cases and you build comprehensive business cases that int- that anticipate all the possible expenditure that might happen with a wrap, because some people will get to innovate and they'll be like, oh my God, I didn't realize that this was going to cost us more money than reflect. I don't know how you didn't think that, but anyway, it is what it is. But yeah, the more you move along the framework um, from my perspective in with reconciliation action plans, the more money you can expect to spend.
1: That was actually going to be something that I was thinking about throughout this whole podcast series is how the different levels differ in terms of resourcing? Is it right to then expect that you have to spend more the further you go along?
0: Yes, in my experience, that is correct. The more you progress in the framework and the longer the time frame is going to be, the more resources are required for implementation because there's got to be consistency over a longer period of time. But also, the deliverables move from being educational to actually being actionable now, right? So, initially, we were, let's say, in Reflect, we were building a business case around an Aboriginal employment strategy in Innovate. You have to build an Aboriginal employment strategy and that will cost you money because you might need subject matter expertise to help you do that. Not that you might friends, you do need a subject matter expert to help you build an employment strategy in an organisation because there are things around unconscious bias, around discrimination, around racism, about us thinking that only mob can sit in entry-level positions and we don't necessarily create pathways and leadership development opportunities for people to transition from entry-level to middle management and the middle management into senior leadership. So there are things that we know about employment outcomes and opportunities in organisations that if you don't have a black person sitting in your employment team, you're going to miss that. So you do need to engage someone to give you that critical advice and external advice that is going to help your organization be better at the work that needs to be done so again in innovate stretch and elevate you move from being educational to being actionable and then more actionable and then more impactful right and that costs time and money as an example i think realistically um for the for implementation of a reflect wrap depending on you know the size of your organization you might be looking at investment of around $60,000 for some of the deliverables plus you know a little bit more than that if you want to engage a consultant so you know and that will change as time goes on right so for reflect you might spend 60k but then for innovate you might spend i don't know 120 and then stretch you might spend 250 or 260 the more you move down the framework The more you need to spend purely because of the sheer volume and the complexity of the work that needs to be done and the expectation around the delivery of the work. So you cannot expect to run an elevate wrap on the, the budget that was allocated for reflect wrap. That's just the truth. And that's the truth for free for you. Um, from my perspective is that I can see organizations that do really good work in reflect with their reflect budgets, but that same budget will not fly in stretch or elevate. So, You can get away with a smaller investment at the beginning, but it won't fly down the track because you need to consistently have an awareness about the differences and the challenges around implementation as your rap journey
1: develops, but also as your business changes. Look, that makes a lot of sense, if I'm honest too, because I mean, the further you're moving along the framework, the more impact that you're having and that is more skin in the game in order to have those big shifts within your organization or to have that further impact in the community and, um, in the world of business as well. So you spoke about funding just then. We know that budgets are set and we know that there's someone who's got the, the money bag and, or the person is like counting all the, all the coins and and everything and, and being very diligent as they should be with, with their budget. How can you create a really compelling case for extra investment or just for investment in general in reconciliation efforts?
0: I'll tell you, I'll give you some secrets, right? Some tricks of the trade here, team. Oh, oh, I just hit my knee. Sorry, everyone, in case you heard that. I just hit my knee and it's my, oh, true God. Anyway, um, so here's, here's a, a trick of the trade, right? Find out who the decision maker is in the organization and ask them how you can best support them. Be of service. To them to help them with their questions, with their curiosity, and always be consistently maintaining a point of contact with that person because you have to ascertain their interest, their desire, and their commitment to this, right? So in order to know um, who you're working with, you have to build that relationship, right? Because you need to leverage that leader at one point or another, The other point, I guess, this is now about levers within the business is that you need to identify multiple levers to pull in order for influence within the business, right? So if the motivation is ESG, great. You know that. If the motivation around having a wrap is questions being asked of our shareholders, great. If the motivation is a a question that being, that is being asked of us as an organization with our clients, whether or not they're government or other corporates, great, right? There are multiple reasons why you should be communicating the importance of the reconciliation action plan, but there are multiple reasons also why you should be communicating to people, how come we have to do this, right? So, it can be ESG, shareholders, stakeholder engagement, clients that we're working with, whatever, but you have to consistently be communicating that. We're doing this because of X, Y, Z, right? Particularly if there is resistance. Now, you don't always have to do this, but if there is resistance in the business, you need to be able to clearly articulate to people what are the benefits, what problems are going to happen for us if we don't have a wrap within the business. But you've got to find a good balance, right? Because you can't have a wrap purely because you say you want to build, you know, win government contracts, which by the way, a lot of organizations do. We all know that. But you've got to work out what's going to motivate the expenditure and the leadership within the business and work out how you become the most influential person within the business around enabling change. Hey there, just quickly interrupting the podcast, it's Dixie here. I just wanted to let you know that on the 5th of December of 2023, I am running a RAP Leaders Masterclass. Now, the RAP Leaders Masterclass is for any leader within an organization who is responsible for the development and the implementation of the Reconciliation Action Plan. Now, as an experienced RAP consultant, I can tell you that what you might be experiencing right now in terms of barriers, in terms of your mindset, in terms of the challenges that you have in immobilizing leadership within the business, you're not alone. These are things that people experience all the time in their organization. And this is why I have developed the Wrap Leaders Masterclass. I want to help you define your purpose and your vision and also discuss with you how it is that you've make your values visible within the business in order to have greater influence be more effective and to gain more engagement within your organization around the purpose the potential and the impact of the wrap we're going to be looking at performance metrics we're going to be looking at project management we're going to be looking at effective communication and we're going to be looking at how it is that you effectively implement the wrap with practical strategies and skills so If you're interested in this masterclass, please let me know. It is online. There's details in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. But what I want to do is support you to be the most effective and impactful leader that you possibly can. So we're looking at leadership skills. We're looking at practical action. We're looking at building a network for you with other like-minded leaders within the RAP network. We're also looking at how it is that you create a framework for evaluating and measuring the success and the impact of your RAP implementation. So There's a lot there, but if you would like to be involved, please let me know. Information is in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. Let's get back to the podcast.
1: So would you go about building some of those relationships like really early on, particularly ahead of time? Because, I mean, as we've discussed throughout this episode, estimations of what a budget might cost for a Reflex wrap might all of a sudden start blowing out based on the people that you want to engage or say some of the, the problems that your consultant has started to highlight or, or bring forward to you. I, I guess are those relationships then the thing that you really need to lean on or those agendas something that you really need to start working with?
0: Yeah, you really you need to build a rap forest, right? And the rap forest is you consistently planting seeds at different times all the time right consistently you need to be dropping the seeds and then you need to be watering it so ask people what is it that you need for me share information all the time because what you want to do from this perspective is to be of service to people to be able to one spark their curiosity answer their questions and create opportunities for them to get skin in the game this is really what you want because people know what they know and particularly when we're talking about executive leaders. Again, I've said this before, they have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of things on their to-do list um, and so they don't have time to think about this. So make it easy for people to make decisions about what needs to be done. Present the information, present enough information for them to make a decision, answer the questions that they've got, maintain different points of contact so they once again know who you are, they like the way that you're doing it, and they trust you enough to go with your recommendation that you're making around what needs to be done around implementation. You really have to remember, team, that you have, you can be in such an influential position within the business and it's important as much as we think sometimes oh why don't they just get this why do they not just understand it why are they making it so difficult for me why do I got to jump through a thousand hoops why is there all this poxy red tape I get it I understand it but complain to your girlfriends about it go home and complain to your partner or get on the treadmill or go to 98 you know gym like I'm at the moment just throwing weights around thinking I'm gonna be you know What's her name? Um, Cara Toomey. Um, is that her name? That CrossFit champion?
1: (laughs) Claire. 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 Claire?
0: Claire? Yeah. No, No, it's not Claire. It's definitely not Claire. Anyway, team, there is this woman who is like her, I know her last name is Toomey, but she's like, she was like the world champion for CrossFit for God knows how long, right? Like amazing. Anyway, when I get frustrated, I just go to the gym and I'm kind of in that frustrated gym phase at the moment. But what I will say to you is just be, whinge to somebody else about it debrief and have some strategies and processes that you can come up with but always go with your leader or to your leaders anticipate sharing with them what the anticipated problems are but also hey here's a solution this is a, this is a sales game really in terms of influencing influencing your leaders
1: it's tia claire i've just tia just, Cl- it's come to my mind tia, tia claire it? to me oh Toomey. her husband's name is Toomey. Tia, yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, weapon. So, but weapon of an it's athlete. It's so it's so relevant. Correct, correct. it's the the see all the sporting analogies and and people are coming into this episode in all the weird and wonderful ways. I know that we've spoken a lot about money this episode. I want to touch on the human aspect as well. What are some of the human resource considerations that need to happen around a WRAP? Like how can an organisation f- go about building a team and engaging existing staff in a really effective manner?
0: Yeah, so this is the point that's also really important from defining the purpose and the relevance of the wrap You have to know what that is in order to effectively communicate that to the rest of the organisation because then people might be like, oh, I'm I'm interested in that, I'm curious about it, and then wanted to start to do the work as well. So that's really important. So make sure – so from a practical point of view around how to do this, create time for your people to do the work. Ensure that you have the effective and efficient project managers engaged in the work to deliver on the projects because if you have people faffing about and not knowing what direction they're going in and not being able to manage time, and output by the time you come to your reporting at the either the 30th of September when everyone's doing the wrap impact reporting or at the end of the wrap timeline that you've got whether it be 12 months or 24 you're going to be chasing your tail and you don't want that right so make sure you have you maintain really effective project and efficient project managers and efficient project monitoring frameworks within the organization because that will save up people. What you spend on the, you know, the front end around building capability will eventually save you time down the track. The other thing that is there from a um, human resource perspective is, again, make sure you maintain the consistency around touch points for your WRAP working group and your leadership team to connect and talk about the deliverables. What's working for us? What's not working for us? What do we need to try? What do we need to stop doing? How do we go about this? What are the resources that are missing for the business? Where are their challenges? Where are their opportunities, right? If you don't maintain the, consistency opportunities, the consistent opportunities for your WRAP working groups to stay connected, we're not progressing because, and what I will say is this, if your rap working group is talking about the same thing in, in November that they were talking about in March, my friend, you have a problem. You are not progressing and you need to sit down as a team or you need to bring someone in to work out, to critically critique and ask you a lot of questions about what's working in your working group and what's not working in your working group because there's always things that we can do better. There's always things that we need to be different at. So make sure you invest the time and energy around assessing the effectiveness of our human resources but also the potential and the impact of our financial investment.
1: I think everyone always tends to talk when it comes to resourcing or money. It, it's always quite fluffy and it's never really an open and honest conversation around what it takes to deliver something, particularly within the reconciliation space and particularly within a wrap. And we always know how much resources or a lack thereof is a challenge for businesses. And um, I think this episode is a really good one to – I guess maybe minimize some of those fears or or at least open people's eyes to know what they're getting themselves into and how they can go about influencing change. Say you are a rap leader or um, you're one of those champions within an organization, just actually opening your eyes to what it takes to get towards reconciliation and, and really moving your organization along. So Dixie, I think this has been a, a really... Nice punchy episode to actually get into the the detail of of what's required.
0: Thanks, Holly. I just um I know that even for the last two episodes, we've, we've spoken in detail about money and financial investment, but I've been around long enough to know what works and what doesn't work, and one of the biggest challenges around what doesn't work is that if you just had invested or found the money to do the thing right in the first place, you would have had a better chance of it being more impactful and more relevant to our community. So as hard as it is to argue for money and to advocate for greater investment, you have to keep trying with that. Um, I know that people um, will just shy away from that or not lean into it, but wraps do cost money. That's the reality of it. So please don't shy away from it. Please run the ball up with it because once again, and I've said this time and time again, WRAPs at this point in corporate Australia are one of the only strategic documents that will elevate the voices and the lived experiences of Aboriginal Australia. That's it, right? And if we don't do this work right, where's the visibility of blackness in blackness of our country and potential around social justice and advocacy for you as an organisation and a potential leader? So, really do make sure that you're looking at your human and your financial resources to enable change and effective implementation.
1: I think we all appreciate your unapologetic nature, Dixie, in this episode and how candid that you've been throughout it because, as you've said, impact costs money, it costs time, it costs resources, and this is the the business that you're in and the business that a lot of other organisations are wanting to get into as well. So thanks again for sharing. Thanks, Holly.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Reconciliation Roadmap. If the insights shared today resonate with you in your business, remember I'm here to guide you further. Connect with me on LinkedIn or feel free to reach out to my business, Naganyu, so I can help you take your next steps towards a more inclusive and connected future. You can find me at naganyu.com.au or head to the show notes.